Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Drinking in the Pen. I am your host, Dawn Garcia. And for those of you who aren't familiar with this podcast just yet, this is a podcast devoted to the art of writing, and that is writing for the visual medium. So in particular, film and television. Um, And I'm going to talk today a little bit about commercials and writing, which is also the visual medium, but it's short form. And why it's good to have all of that in your repertoire. So recently I was asked to submit some writing samples for short form and long form story content for television. Now it was on a commercial side of things and for the automotive industry. And I really had to like, think about that because I have, I have, um, I have writing samples for feature films. I have writing samples for hour-long TV series. I have writing samples for 30-minute TV series. I have writing samples for five-minute webisodes. Um, But I didn't have a commercial. And so yesterday, I thoroughly challenged myself, and I wrote a commercial in a very short amount of time. Um, The other challenge of course of this project was that it's for comedy so to write a funny commercial when I'm typically uh, someone used to writing drama you know it was it was a good challenge for me because I do tend to lean more towards dark comedy and I really love comedy I just I guess I never really gave myself enough credit for being able to write that and this last month has been a very uh, wonderful awakening in that I am not genre specific at all I can actually write in any genre. I'm not afraid of it. I think we just have to lend ourselves to the story and be true to who we are as writers, but not be afraid when we're pushed so far outside of our comfort zone that we apply the things that we know and learn to any genre because story is story and good story should not matter what the genre is. You could write a horror story that is mind-blowing. You could write sci-fi that's just mind-boggling although if you're going to attempt sci-fi you got to be able to write highly intelligently because I will have to say that um, science fiction requires such a level of intellectual ability that I, I love it I think it's phenomenal and I genuinely applaud everybody who's able to write in that format because it's just as it's, it's a different genre, but it is a highly emotional one that may be full of fantastic visuals, but it is a very story driven um, genre that has to have a strong backbone or the world of the sci-fi universe that they've created won't come to life. And so I think that's my, my point this, this week is that I really just wanted to touch on flexibility and the value of being flexible if you can be flexible as a writer, if you can challenge yourself to write for any genre, if you can challenge yourself to write a commercial, a webisode, a 30-minute pilot, a 60-minute pilot, a feature, a short film, you know, if you can have all of that in your repertoire, then you will be prepared for anything that someone throws at you. Like I said, the commercial was one of the last things I had not attempted. And so I did. I wrote a a very funny commercial and um, I wrote it for a specific brand and I had a great time because it was a commercial I'd always wanted to to write because it's just something I thought was myself was really funny. So I had a great time writing it and, you know, I put together the three pages in record time and um, 
and sent it off as my writing sample that I could do short form for TV. And, you know, what does that mean? It means that story, story should never be sacrificed, whether it's a 30-second spot, a two-minute spot, a five-minute episode, a 20-minute short, a 30-minute sitcom, a hour-long drama, a, you know, 80 to... 120 page feature, whatever it is, like you can't be willing to sacrifice uh, quality. Now, I will say one thing that is key, I think, to being the better writer is knowing when you are overwriting, because that is definitely something I think many of us do. Um, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but when I first did the adaptation of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde, I, God, I think that the first draft was like 230 pages. It was a true adaptation. But what I didn't realize is I needed to put, I mean, it was, it definitely had my spin on it and it was not like just by the book, but it was very true to the original piece of literature because I do believe that's one story that's been done tragically bad. And everybody pushes the envelope on that. But the story, the heart of it is something that is absolutely universally true and timeless. And so I did the first draft. And then little by little, I started to recognize that there were scenes that just didn't matter. There were characters that really didn't push the story forward. They were fun, but it wasn't an episodic series. It was a feature. And so when you're going to write a feature and not write an episodic series, you have to be willing to trim the fat. You got to be willing to recognize, well, A, consistency in your story. This is where Story Clock Notebook comes in handy. Um, and again, I know I've given this to you before, but if you go to plot devices, there are a lot of free tools uh, and examples of of really strong writing that can help you just identify where you need to work on some of your own um, sort of pitfalls, I suppose, with your own stories. But, you know, it's very important to recognize what is necessary and what isn't because in a, you know, a, a, a commercial, you have very little time. So if, if you're going to put together a two-page format, you know, remember that it's not actually two minutes. It's just your scenes broken down. They have to be concise, poignant, purposeful, and intentional. They also have to be really freaking tight to be able to tell a great story in a commercial is so important. One of my favorite new commercials that came out during COVID was um, the Amazon commercial. And it was the dancer whose recital was canceled and her um, friend and people around her rallied to create posters and allow her to do her recital on the roof of the building in the cold. But you know, the whole message was that Amazon was there for them when they needed to order uh, lighting and equipment and different things to make sure that her recital was just as flawless as she could imagine. And obviously, it rips your heart out. It made me cry almost every single time. (laughs) So sure, I'm sad, but I love that commercial. Back in the day, one of the funniest commercials was the What's Up commercials. Totally dating myself, but those commercials were freaking hysterical because everybody would say, What's up? And if you say it today, anybody who was even remotely alive during the 80s or the 90s, they'll know that they'll know that uh, commercial. And I mean, there are some very poignant commercials, and Super Bowl probably has the best commercial aired 
airs airing i'm sorry because a people spend a fortune to be in those little um what they're called they're called pods and um yeah, that's why Super Bowl is epic, right? Because some of the best commercials in TV we get to start witnessing during that time. It's sad that commercials don't get as much visibility anymore because there really are some very funny ones. Um, but this is why when you're on a streaming platform and you have the commercial from the beginning, you have one at the beginning, one at the end, because Hulu has a, a very strict format and stuff like that. I think that's actually a wonderful opportunity for visibility for brands. But anyways, I could go on and on and and divert and start talking about brand messaging and the importance of that. But um, the idea is story matters. Your story matters. How you convey that story matters. And so when you're writing a commercial and you're thinking of slug lines and lines of action and locations, you're really limited because you have very little time to tell a story that people won't forget. You have very little time to remind people of the brand that the story is about. You have a very limited amount of time to make people care. And it's actually, honestly, I think that was a really good um, exercise for me because it, you know, it, it, it helps you clean up your act a little bit as a writer and not even a little, a lot. And I just think that that's really important for us Sorry, I had to take a drink, but you know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Don't be afraid to push yourselves to try different story formats because the longer it is, that's actually more challenging because of one, you can't waste people's time. So if you're going to put together a two hour film, you better make damn sure that there's not a single wasted moment. Don't just put stuff in because it's fun and it's whatever. You know, be mindful of that. Also think about, you know, when you're putting a, a film together, you have to think about production costs and varying locations and characters because every character is a paycheck. Every location is a permit. Every new trick of lighting or camera angle is a setup all of which take time and money and you have to be conscious of that when you're writing your stories if if you really want to know the ins and outs of production. If you can think like that, it makes such a difference in terms of the project that you turn out because you know, it it will show somehow that you've thought about all these different aspects of filmmaking and it'd be great if we all were given 200 million dollars to you know, make our films and and you know, we were given 20 million an episode for whatever show we were working on but the likelihood of that is pretty slim and so if you can think ahead and just make every single word count make every line of action count if you can make every slug line intentional and also consistent because if it's an interior or exterior say in a in a living room interior living room day if it's The primary living room, then say, you know, interior Ava's living room. But if you're going to interior Devin's living room, you know, you have to be really conscious of that. But but make sure that you don't get carried away with your slug lines also because you need to make sure that the consistency is absolutely there. I've gone through and I found just little mistakes like sometimes I'll do interior like INT period, you know, living room period day or living room hyphen day 
And then the next one I'll do interior, you know, INT dot. And then I'll make the mistake of doing living room dot day. Well, it seems so simple and and it's not like some major thing, but you want to go back and make sure that they're, that they all are the same. I bold my slug lines because it's an indication that we've changed scenes and locations, but not everybody has to do that. That's more of a, an indicator to myself because I do tend to think a little bit more like a writer director. I think about all the little nuanced things and from doing makeup and special effects, you become acutely aware of time and money and budgetary constraints and not going over budget and staying within, you know, staying within the realm of possibility so that you continue to get work, you continue to thrive in this industry. So those are just little minor little tips and tricks, but they will help you and and, and keep you on track in terms of staying refined. Um, so yeah, I think that would be my, my challenge for you is if you're a person who writes features or TV, try to challenge yourself to write a you know, a a 30 second spot and then 30 second spot is like a 30 second commercial or two minute commercial, right? So if it's a two minute commercial, then you're getting the primary pod in a commercial break and that's rare. So that means obviously you're going to get paid pretty well, but also that they have the budget to be able to afford a, a, a spot like that. So I would I would really encourage you to write a two-page commercial. See what you can do. See how how good you can be at bare-boned story. See how good you can you can I guess you end up, sorry, not that you can be, but see how good you are when you are asked to tell a story in a very limited amount of time because I I wasn't sure I could do it to be honest and I was so grateful that I was able to because you know, there's a, especially with, with comedy, there has to be a payoff. So you want to make sure that there's always a payoff. And and that's actually true of all, of all genres, to be honest. But, um, in this instance, it was comedy and I had to make sure that I, you know, really there, that the payoff was worth it. So be conscious of that. Um, and you know, I, I think that's really all I wanted to talk about is, is see how many, writing examples you are capable of and you know I'm not saying like stop in the middle of doing what you're doing uh, to start something else but if you're getting to a place where you're getting more opportunities it's always good to see what you're capable of and I know for me uh, I'm finally making some progress on my features but my brain was tired and I had to redirect it just for a few days and I had to do that through one going to the art show for a little reinvigoration which is always what art does for me and also just you know I don't know I listened to some new music I explored some new sounds and and I think just that going back to the original podcast is you know, escape, give yourself a new environment and you don't have to necessarily go anywhere. If you have access to headphones and any kind of online outlet, find some new music and I'm happy to give suggestions. Glenn Porter's one. That was pretty cool to find. Nim and YM was another one. Tor, T-O-R was also some cool music. Uh, not a ton of lyrics, so it's great music to kind of write to. It's more ambient kind of music um 
you know, and, and really just be willing to listen to your brain. When we push, 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 we sometimes forget that maybe our brains are tired. And I know I've been doing so many different projects so hard, so fast that my brain was like, okay, maybe let's get back to journalism for a couple days. <laughs> and so I really focused on, you know, my own magazine and just getting some new articles up. And I'm a juror for this incredible event called the Hispanic Motor Press, where we get to try new uh, vehicles and we'll be picking winners based on you know a variety of qualifiers, including best family vehicle, but it'll be electric, um, you know, fast sports. Uh, utility. There's there's a, a bunch of different options. And so that's going to be a fun distraction for me. But my purpose of telling you that is that I have a lot on my plate, but all things that excite me and make me want to do more projects and also allow me the diversity in my own writing world to not be afraid to take on things that scare me a little. And a lot, to be honest, because I have taken on projects that really scared me, but I, I decided to push through. So, um, I, I running out of time here, you guys, because I try to keep these under 20 minutes, but hopefully this has been helpful. Um, my whole purpose is in this particular podcast is to encourage you to try a variety of different formats in terms of length, um, and genres to see and challenge yourself to, you know, just kind of know where you land and, and what your repertoire really consists of. It's not a, it's a scary exercise. I understand that, but you know, you might surprise yourself to see really where you land. And, and, and I'd love to hear it if you want to share. So, um, I wanted to give you your choose your own adventure scene. So this, this week, um, I'm going to take you back to, Pulp Fiction days and ask you to listen to um, Jungle Boogie or Jungle Boogie. I think that's the name of the song. I <laughs> can't even remember right now, but let's go with Jungle Boogie. And I would like you to write and recreate a scene from Pulp Fiction doing it your way. Another one would be go way outside your comfort zone and create an animated scene. And I want you to imagine some inanimate object that is completely alive and very real in this animated world that is grooving to the song and what's happening. Is it, is it like a, Hey, yo, how you doing? Kind of thing. Is it like two inanimate objects finding each other? Is it, they're just having a good time. They're out one night, you know, whatever it is. And then I want you to write a scene of a parent introducing that song to their teenager for the first time when their teenager's trying to tell them that their parents are old and don't understand music anymore. And the parent busts out with this song, which is so gritty and groovy and fun. Um, you know, and it is epic. So that's going to be your song for today and your choose your own adventure scene. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time as always. And just keep doing what you're doing. This is a, an early uh, podcast because I lagged a little bit last week <laughs> and I know what number podcast it is. So 
Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been episode six of Drinking in the Pen. I'm your host, Don Garcia. I will see you on the flip side. Remember that you can find me on Instagram at Don Garcia or at dongarcia.com. Bye. Thank you.